back. What is up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Overstated NBA Show. We were going to come back on October 1st, but there was some big news that happened today in the NBA, and we got it. We had to talk about it. We had to talk about it. We got Mikey. Producer Mikey is here. We got our guy, Brett, fresh on the East, East Coast. And of course, we got tall guy Ethan sitting in that Minnesota land, 0-3. It's okay. Um, we don't even need to get into it. We don't even need to get into you right now. So, hey guys, how's it going? I'll start. It's going well. <laughs> oh, wait, 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 wait. I'm sorry. Wait, 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 wait. I'm sorry. Oh, I'm yeah. sorry. What are we drinking? What are oh. we drinking? Oh, dude, we got the watermelon high noon today, man. Oh, oh. I'm drinking the Lillard High Life. Hey, I love it. Look at Ethan just drinking water like a good old boy over there. So how you doing, Brett? Well, I'm doing well, man. This was a this was a long time coming. This day, we it's like we knew it was coming. It was it was going to happen almost certainly uh, before training camp really kicked off, like before media day, I guess. And uh, and today was the day. The greatest player in Portland Trailblazers franchise history is no longer a Portland Trailblazer. Um, it's a big day, man. It is a big day, and I know we're going to get into all that, but wild, wild day on Twitter, wild day in my mind, just thinking about what everything's going to look like. So yeah, we've got a lot to talk about, and it is great to be back talking with you guys. I missed you guys. Took a little hiatus. Uh, like we were saying before the podcast, I think this is a perfect note upon which to return to the podcast sphere. I agree. So for everyone that doesn't know and has been living under a rock, um, let's just go over what this momentous occasion is. Um, Damian Lillard, the summer of is Dame going to get traded to Miami is over. He goes to um, the Milwaukee Bucks. They swooped in and got him as part of a three-team deal with Drew Holiday, DeAndre Ayton, I'm going to say this name wrong, Tumani Kamara, a 2029 unprotected Milwaukee first and unprotected Milwaukee swap rights in 2028 and 2030 to the Blazers. Phoenix gets Yusuf Nurkic, Grayson Allen, Nazir Little, and Keon Johnson. Should also add that, I, I know I said it before, but it, it's a sneaky good trade for Portland. They do get Drew Holiday. They drew, do get DeAndre Ayton. They get a couple picks. I mean, the pick swaps or whatever, but I think you know they get the 2029 unprotected. And I think we all know that eventually – Drew Holiday is going to get traded someplace uh, to a contender. I'm hoping that he stays out west, and Portland's going to get a little bit bigger haul. So I don't think it's really fair. We can. We, I'd love to get your guys' Portland reaction. I think we're going to do that later on. But I don't think it's fair to fully judge Portland on this deal until Drew Holiday is traded, if he even is traded. I mean, Chris Paul got traded to the Wizards. I think that took a week or two. I think they would – this is a little bit different situation since Portland probably wants to get this done before training camp opens up. But – you never know what could happen, so who knows there. But I think we have to start with the Milwaukee Bucks. Um, you guys can't see me. Well, you guys can see me, but the people listening can't see me. I have a shit-eating grin on my face. I've had this grin on my face since this news happened, about 1.30 Central Time, I want to say. So before we get to me, Brett, let, let's just get your thoughts on potentially what this does for – not only Milwaukee's title chances this year, but kind of maybe the best duo in the NBA right now. Maybe. I don't know, but this is going to be insane. Brett, give me your thoughts. 
In terms of the best duo in the NBA, I would say conservatively top five, realistically top three, ceiling top one. Um, they're they're up there. There's no doubt about it. I don't think we've ever seen a duo quite like this. I mean, people could talk about LeBron and Kyrie. I, I think that's a little bit different. Um, I just saw something recently, which I I didn't even realize, but this was the first time that two guys have averaged 30 plus points a game in a season and become teammates the next year. Like, so this is two 30 plus point per game scores uh, from last season teaming up. Um, so, you know, I, I think Milwaukee should probably be considered the title favorites after this, because I think they were like, I, almost anybody would have had them like top four as it was. And then you add Damian Lillard and, and no disrespect to Drew Holiday, but like, this is like this is a major infusion of offense. He's he's an absolute monster. So I think uh, I think it would be fair to call them the title favorites. Like maybe even over Denver, you know, even over Boston. Like I, I think I would I would have them there. So this is just a, a huge trade. It really shakes up the landscape of the NBA. And um, Milwaukee, man, Milwaukee got it done. I think uh, I think Giannis put a little pressure on him with his comments, and uh, and they came through. And they brought in a, uh, a superstar to play. They with did, them. man. And I got a, I got a couple things to say. First off, dude, Drew Holiday, you are a fucking legend. I hope your jersey eventually gets retired, dude. Twenty one, can you do something for me? You're awesome. I just, my wife hates this trade. She hates it, hates it, hates it. She, Drew Holiday was her favorite buck ever. She'll come around. She, she, will, she will come yeah, around. She will. Yeah. Wait like, till Dame drops twenty five and a quarter, and she's at the game. She's gonna be losing this I, I tried telling her she's got to see it to believe it. But, mm. I mean, Drew Holiday probably has, what, one of the top steals in NBA Finals history. I, I think we could all agree on. I don't know if it's the greatest pass in, in Finals history, but the ballsiest, it's the ballsiest pass, pass. In, in Finals history. Uh, what he did the following year to the Boston Celtics in that game six was – or at yeah, game five was unfreaking believable. I mean, he literally stole the ball from Marcus Smart, threw it at him like the dude is – a two-way monster nightmare. Um, I, I think he was close. Did he did he make third-team All-NBA this year, or was he close to making All-NBA this year? Um, but he, wa- I know he was an All-Star this year. Like that dude is he he's unfreaking believable, man. And he he literally is a big big reason why Milwaukee won a championship for the first time in 50 years. The other thing is, and this we're going to get into this uh, kind of the minutia of this. John Horseman, that dude has got some freaking balls. I thought there was no way, and I think we talked about this on the podcast when we kind of did Milwaukee's uh, <laughs> RIP podcast, but I felt there was no way, there was just no way you could bring back this roster after what happened to Miami in round one. I know that Giannis was hurt a little bit, missed some things. I know that Miami was on an all-time run, right? All-time run. But we saw the same things that have plagued Milwaukee for five straight postseasons under Mike Boonholzer, Right. Great defense, but the offense, the half-court offense just falls flat. Like, there was no way. If you guys want to ask me any questions, I know for a fact that Milwaukee was super, super in on Colin Sexton with Utah. They made multiple offers. Them and Utah were talking on a deal. To be honest with you, if Dame never demands his trade request, Colin Sexton is probably a Milwaukee Buck, and Drew Holiday is still a Milwaukee Buck. Utah kind of pulled out of those deals because they wanted to get in on the Dame sweepstakes, kind of see what happens. Maybe they could somehow land Dame, doubt it, but or I think they wanted to be the third team for whatever else was going on. So they pull out of it. Hey, let's get back to the table when this Dame thing gets situated. And I'm not going to get into too much detail about this, but I texted Mikey 
about a week and a half ago when that report came out from Mark Spears that there's a there's a secret Eastern Conference team that no one knows about. I told him, I said, dude, it's Mo- I can tell you for a fact it's Milwaukee. I don't know if it's going to get done, but I can tell you it's going to be it's Milwaukee. A couple of days later, it comes out that, oh, it is Milwaukee. Then all of a sudden, a couple of days after that, Damian Lillard is Milwaukee buck. Like this is this is just amazing, man. Like it, as much as it sucks to to for Drew to not be here, if you I, it doesn't matter now, but I I would have preferred Drew Holiday stays and Chris Middleton would have left. But that's just because I think what Drew Holiday brings defensively, and I would love to see Drew off ball a little bit more. That's neither here nor there. Chris Middleton looks like he's in great shape. I hope that he can kind of regain some of his form. He was one of the few bright spots in that series against Miami last season, but. Is a game changer, man. Like we've been saying it. I, I think Brett and I have been talking about it before. Mikey, we brought you in on the pod. But like when Milwaukee won the title, yes, we talk about Kyrie getting hurt and all that stuff. But Chris Middleton was their closer. That was it. He gets hurt the next year. And then obviously this past year, no, it was just a cluster. Milwaukee has needed a closer for the last five years. They've needed one and they got, what do you say, Brett? Maybe the best closer in the NBA. May, if not the best, maybe top two. Like nah, top, maybe, top five, top five all time. Yeah. I mean, this is, this is exactly what Milwaukee needs to, to your point, Brett. I mean, when Milwaukee's offense, their half court offense, when they, the year they won the title when they could get something going, it was a Chris Middleton, Giannis pick and roll, right? Now this, this is, I don't know if they are the best duo currently in the NBA, but I will say this, they might have, and we have to see it first, but on paper, they have the best pick and roll game in the NBA with these two. Like this is in, in freaking sane, not to mention, I'll stop rambling because Brett, I want to get your thoughts. This is, in my opinion, at least the best defensive team Dave Millard has ever been on. And I, I, I've seen some people that are, are kind of hold, hold, hold on on Milwaukee being title favorites, or this makes Milwaukee so much better because they lose Drew Holiday and with his defense. And yeah, they're going to lose some defense, but they still have Giannis. They still have Brooke Lopez. They still have Chris Middleton. Those guys can play defense. Brooke Lopez and Giannis were all NBA defensive players. Like Brooke Lopez was in the running for defensive player of the year. The offense that Dame Lillard is going to provide come playoff time is going to make up for that. Like I, I keep seeing too, like, oh, before this trade happened, Milwaukee needed to get a wing. They need an athletic wing to guard Tatum, to guard Jimmy Butler. To... Yeah, that would help. But you know what would also help? A half-court offense that could actually produce points. Like uh, the Bucks, like we can admit it. I admitted it on the show numerous times. The Bucks half court offense in the playoffs was terrible. It was not good. It's just rock fight after rock fight after rock fight. And this man, this is this is a game changer, dude. I mean, this is a legit game changer, Brett. Well, I mean, I'll defer to these guys, but the last thing I'll say is like, how many teams in the NBA have two top ten players? Right? Yeah. I mean. <laughs> come on like this is this is maybe, serious maybe, and i think i think some people phoenix. yeah yeah no maybe phoenix yeah. i think i think booker's kind of on the you know on the on the fringe there and, and you could say the but same like, about Katie's kind of on on the fringe going in the other direction too so it's tough to say yeah 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 i'm not saying the the bucks are the only one but like you know and I, maybe you could say like last season like lebron and ad but like um i don't know man like just when you can team up two superstars of that caliber it's like it's it's serious and i i do think some people are kind of overthinking this where it's like oh, what about drew holiday's point of attack defense it's like again like all due respect to drew he's he's a he's an unbelievable player he's a great buck he's one of my favorites but like you know let's not overthink this yeah 
And and to kind of, uh, I'm actually stealing this one from Steve, who stole it from our buddies over at NBA University. But this is a a good fact to highlight: is that 75 players last season used at least two isolation possessions per game in 2023. Dame was the second most efficient at 1.13 points per per possession out of 75 players who could have been possible. Drew Holiday was 72nd at 3.2 per game. Like that's a massive shift. And it's like, you just got to think with that infrastructure defensively, kind of just the culture they have in Milwaukee, like Dame hasn't really had that kind of support system behind him. And I'm the kind of person who puts a lot more value at the end of the day on like great offense versus great defense. And when you take a guy like Dame, who is such a game changer, the way he shifts the court and he's never played with this kind of talent before, it's, it's unreal. I, I'm excited as a all-time, you know, Dame fan just to see him in a position to succeed like this. Like, I don't know. I I've been giddy about this. I've been giddy about it since Steve was texting me last week. Like, I was like, yeah, that's where I want to see him go. I wanted to see him go to another small market team. I wanted to see him pair up with someone like Giannis. Like, I've always admired the Bucks from afar, and it's just like kind of already feels perfect. I hate to admit it, but you know, like last season when Steve was sending me those like. We'll take, like him. we'll take care of him. Yeah. We'll take care of him. He sent me Dame in, in uh, Milwaukee jerseys like last offseason. I was like, damn, he kind of looks good. <laughs> now it's like it's a reality. And I mean, I want to defer to Ethan here and give him some uh, some space to breathe here and see what he thinks about it. But I just want to take this opportunity to say just I want to see if this feels right. Um, I'm trying this out for the first time. Bucks and six, baby. Let's fucking go. Let's go, baby. Doesn't it feel good to say? It feels great to say. Nice. Feels great to say. Yeah. Nice. Ethan, what, what do you got for us, buddy? I can't believe you just said Bucks and Six. That blows my freaking mind, man. I'm that, here, man. Welcome to the hive. This is awesome. No, like, <laughs> as, as, as Steve already alluded to, the biggest things that the Bucks faced in that playoff series last year was the, the lack of a half-court offense, a little bit of a lack of shooting and playmaking off of that point guard position, but also, like, you, you have to wonder over the past couple of years, especially as Middleton's kind of struggled with injuries and they've kind of tried to figure out what that like wing rotation looks like. Like Giannis just looked exhausted. Like when he got to the end of games, like you can talk about his conditioning. You can look at how he looks on the court. But over over that heat series, especially since he was banged up, he just looked like he he, he was a guy who I, I wanted to see succeed and I wanted to see him facilitate all that offense. But like you can only do so much, especially in like that physical of a series when you're already banged up. And this, the, the game trade just solves those problems. Um, this is something that allows him to really focus a little bit more on both ends of the court. Now, I think I could see him getting back to that defensive player of the year form, just because he doesn't have to put up 35, 40 points a night. He can defer more of that playmaking, more of that, um, the threat on the ball, off the ball to a guy like Damian Lillard and just have them really facilitate that offense that way. And I mean, this was the piece that you guys, I think, needed. Um, you look at what you guys did in the offseason. You try to improve the shooting a little bit. Uh, you sign a guy like Malik Beasley, who's going to – I have my own conflicted history with Malik, but he's a guy who will come up, come off the bench and chuck eight three-pointers a game, maybe three or four will go in. You'll have that ability to keep players honest. And honestly, Steve, you've, you've been talking about this guy for a long time. Marshawn Beauchamp, this is a big investment in him taking oh. the next step in his career. Like, because he's, he's going to be your starting two guard now. He, he's going to really have to focus on being like either a rangy defender or a guy to keep defenses honest out on the wing. 
Um, you, you lose Grayson Allen, you lose Drew Holiday. It's his time to step up. It's really now or never for him, for sure. Well, not even is that. It, is, it, is, it, is it a position battle between him and Patty Fastball? I like I like Patty off the bench, man. And just to let you guys know, um, let's get let's what's really going on here is, is Patty and Dame are back together again. They're reunited, teammates once again. Let's go, Terry Stotts. Terry Stotts too. I think what a reunion. that was very underrated. That I think Rob, that Robin Rob, Lopez, Robin Rolo. Let's go, baby. I do y'all still have do y'all still have Myers Leonard. <laughs> nah, he's gone. He's gone. He's gone. I think the hiring of Terry Stotts, though, I, I don't think they hired him with the intention of Dame Lillard, but I think that helped this. I think that helped this move get done. I mean, Dame has – I know Mikey had some issues with him near the end as head coach, but I think I think Dame really, really meant what he said where he, he hoped that he could play for Terry forever. And just the offense that Terry Stotts is going to design for Giannis and Dame is going to be insane. And to your point, Ethan, about Marjan, that fifth guy in this lineup, first, I cannot believe that Marjan is still on this team. Like, like we can talk about it from Good, Portland's standpoint. Great work by horse there. I texted Mikey. Mikey and I were texting over the weekend. And when Marjan was at that, uh, the yeah. Oregon-Colorado game, with all the Portland Trailblazers, I was like, oh, like, okay, what is this going on here? Not only did they keep him, they also kept Bobby Portis, who's also going to be able to, I mean, that dude – him and Dame together also is low-key going to be pretty nice because Bobby Portis is an offensive machine. But that fifth spot, I'm actually not only looking at Marjan, I'm looking at a guy like Andre Jackson who could step in there because all that all that fifth starter has to do is just defend. He, he can hit the occasional three, but there's going to be so much shooting that is on the court. Like, you don't have to have a guy on there that doesn't shoot, right? I mean, if we go back to last year, just offensively in the playoffs, all right, like, we all know that, Drew Holiday's offensive numbers in the playoffs went way down, right, from what it was in the regular season. But, like, you could kind of say off Drew a little bit because his shooting wasn't as good. Giannis, we all know his shooting struggles. And then whoever that other guy was, like, it just wasn't going to work. Now, if you just have to start the game with Dame, Chris Middleton, Brooke Lopez, and Giannis all on the floor together, okay, like, good night. You're talking about a pick and roll, dude. How do you, how do you lay off of Dame on a pick and roll? And plus, a high plus, role. Plus, he, plus, he got a new coach too, so like, there's going to be a little bit of a different offensive philosophy here. And you're bringing in like probably a top five, ten, whatever shooter of all time. Like, it's the the geometry has changed. It this has is going to be mightily. And what I'm most excited about too is, I I said this on this podcast last season too. I did not like how high Giannis's usage was, and that should go way down, way down. Like, I want to see. Giannis off the ball a lot more. I want to see him be kind of running and gunning like he did against Phoenix, like he did during that title run where, hey, he didn't have to bring up the ball all the time. Dame's going to be the one bringing the ball up or Chris Middleton or whoever. Like, I want Giannis to be just a rolling big man that is just going to dunk the ball. And he could still do some of his stuff, right? We all know how good he is with uh, with his back to the basket, you know, kind of within the painted area. But, like, I know those numbers were down a little bit last year, but I expect they're going to go up. I think Ethan nailed it. This dude doesn't have to try so hard on offense this year and so hard on defense. Like, he'll be able to pace himself a lot more. Like, whoever that fifth guy is, I still like Patty off the bench. I like Malik Beasley off the bench. I don't know who is going to be the backup point guard. I know – I think it could be Ty Ty Washington. I think they really like him. I think that was an underrated move that they had. They could promote him from two-way. I know Campaign's name has been floated around a little bit, but like, I don't know, man. Like, I really, really like, 
Milwaukee's depth. I know they're kind of getting clowned on a little bit, but like, I think Brett and I were on Marjan pretty early. I think that he could be that guy. Just fill in. All you got to do is play defense, hit the occasional three and just play tough defense. Yeah, I, I like it, man. And, and shit, I, I forgot about Malik Beasley almost for a second there. Like he's a, definitely another candidate that could start, but like just in terms of uh basketball fit, when you look at the rest of that, um, projected starting five. Like, I really do like Marjan there. And, you know, that's a lot to put on a, a second-year player. He's probably, like, what, 20? Like, he was really young when he came in, but uh, maybe 21 now. Uh, but, I, but I think he's up for the task. Like, and just in terms of his skill set, I like the way he he fits with the rest of that that lineup. Like, because Beasley's a shooter. Like, that's what Beasley's going to do, right? And, like, I think when you look at the rest of those guys, it's like defense is really the – the thing like because Lillard is like dude he's so valuable on offense um and, and with the Giannis thing like you were saying just more off ball stuff more as a roller and I think that's where it's different than like Kyrie and LeBron which a lot I've seen a lot of people try to compare this to like oh we've seen this before with these guys like now nah, LeBron had the ball so much like Kyrie was the off ball guy like LeBron had the ball in his hand all the time with that duo I think this is going to be different I think it's going to be like you were saying um Giannis a lot more like rolling to the rim and and I just think Giannis and Dame like I just think they're like cut from the same cloth I've I've kind of always felt that way and they're two of my favorite players of all time and I think that's why and I, I really think that they're gonna see eye to eye uh on this basketball shit and I think they've I think they're very similar in a lot of ways I don't know if you guys see that but like do you guys feel like like Dame and Giannis are kind of like cut from the same cloth in terms of just the nature of their competitiveness and and just like as superstars the way they kind of carry themselves like i i think they're kind of a match made in heaven to be honest with you sorry i see it and i think that immediately upon like the trade going through our guy damian lillard like realizing that he's going to be playing with Giannis, it put to rest like the notion of like oh is this guy gonna you know hold out if he goes to another team or something like that i think that as soon as he realized that, yeah, it's Giannis, it's Milwaukee, there's an infrastructure there, and it's like a serious basketball team, he's got the best chance he's ever had to compete. It put that notion to rest immediately. Did, did you guys see the, the Mark Spears report, though, that came out where he was like um, a few days ago, like Dame's agent privately yep. uh, you know, talked to Milwaukee, and I forget the Brooklyn. other team. It was Brooklyn. In Brooklyn, and said he'd be cool with – y'all as destinations so like he do you think anything do you think anything has started to cut you off but do you think any of that has to do with the fact that miami played such hardball that maybe dame started thinking like well maybe y'all don't really fucking want me yeah i think so i think think it's gotta have something to do with that he's like well there's other things out there his his dame's agent said like um uh, i think he thanked miami's front office and said they try to get a deal done but it takes two to work out a deal or whatever. But sure. like, again, man, I, this, this sounds a little homery to me. Like I never thought that Milwaukee was going to be in this because they wouldn't have enough to offer. Like I, I really didn't. Like I thought, you know, we talked about early on before we went on our summer hiatus that like, you know, that Miami deal isn't that bad. You could still flip Tyler hero. You still get a bunch of picks. Talked like, about I, that, but yeah, we did. Like, I don't think that, you know, like Miami is going to be able to sustain this level of success. That they've had, Jimmy. They're gonna they're gonna miss the playoffs, dude. They can only they can't do this for. Like you can yeah, we'll save that for only, another pod. Save yeah, that yeah, for yeah. another pod. Right, I mean, right, if, right. You're, if you're if you're Dame though, right? I love the offseason. If you take and I I know he's he's super close with with Bam. If you take your his friendship out of it and you just 
I know Milwaukee's not Miami. I get it. I, I get it. Although Ethan and I got hammered here on Thursday and Friday last week. But like for a little cheaper than you could in Miami. Milwaukee is like I think if Dame was gonna go anywhere, this gives him one of, if not the best chance to win. Like, dude, you're playing with at worst, at worst, a top two player in the NBA. Chris Middleton is still a baller. Like, I think Chris Middleton, I heard him on JJ Reddick's podcast. I've seen some pictures of him, dude. This dude looks like he's in phenomenal shape. Brooke Lopez is back. Like, I mean, dude, what more could you want, man? Like, this is it for me. Like, I I think, like, we can talk about some of the other teams in the East if you want. Boston is still going to be there because Jason Tatum is that good. Jalen Brown is still there, one of the best duos in the NBA. I do think, personally, they got a little worse with the Porzingis trade just because I do not trust that dude to stay healthy. Philly is just a cluster. Who knows what's going on with Philly? I mean, maybe they can somehow get Drew Holiday. I don't know. I don't know why Portland would want James Harden. But, like... It would have to be a three-team. It would have to be. But, like, after that, man, who else is there? I'm with Brett, dude. Miami lost a lot this offseason. If you really think about who they lost, Gabe Vincent, like, they lost a lot, man. And and how pissed is Tyler Don't Steve, like, you remember, like, last offseason, like, talking about Miami and, like, what a bad offseason they have. It's like the only thing they did was lose P.J. Tucker. And then this offseason, they just, like, lose Gabe Vincent. And, like, I don't know. They brought in some, like, Max lost lost Max Scruz. Like, they traded Max Scruz for, like, a fucking draft pick. So underrated in that as well is now they're going into training camp with potentially a very disgruntled Tyler Hero who's had his name just kind of thrown about, even by like loyal fans, everyone that's like, he's the logical person to get traded, we want to trade him, et cetera. Like he's going to be carrying that baggage in. That might like bleed into training camp and be a distraction. Like this team could struggle. We know that Jimmy Butler is getting older. Pat Riley is... 200 here's, here's, years old. Here's the other thing. I still think I, – I will still go back to last – our offseason preview. Brett's take on Miami was right. Like, this is not to take anything away from Miami. They deserve to go to the NBA Finals. They beat Milwaukee. They beat Boston. Probably the two best teams regular season-wise in the East. But they were also on an all-time heater. Even fucking Kevin Durant said it. Like, I, I, everyone, well, why is Miami – because they're fucking hitting threes. Like, it's their fucking layups. And you saw and before that they barely got out of the play in against Chicago. It took and, an all-time Chicago meltdown. Yep. Shout out to Riley. And then you see Atlanta smoked them in the play in. Yeah. And, and, and then you see against Denver. Oh my goodness, they're not hitting their threes. They got they got worked, right? Like that's what happens, dude. Like, congratulations, congratulations to them. They were on an all-time heater. I don't know if we'll ever see something like that again. I'll, I'll bet I'll bet my life they don't go back to the finals next year. I love it. I love you it. You heard it here first in the Overstated NBA podcast. Brett Usher might die next offseason. They make the finals. <laughs> it was, it was, the finals. Nice, it was, it was nice knowing you guys. It was nice knowing you. <laughs> that's really fun. something that's a, just a terrible screenshot to bring up in a couple of months for sure. That's We're not, not something to <laughs> I'll be sweating. <laughs> <laughs> Brett, we will, we will, we will fly down. We will make sure that Miami doesn't go just to save your life. We'll, we'll make Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think that for, for just to put a bow on the Milwaukee side of this, like this is unbelievable. Like I know, wait, just wait, just wait. It may. I don't think it'll take them that long to get acquainted for Dame to fit in. I think he's the player that can fit in right away. But just wait, man, Mikey. To you, to your point, as we started this podcast, just wait, man. Just wait till it's a close game, and we've seen Milwaukee's half court offense before. Just look how be- much better it'll be with Dame. They finally have a closer on their team, a dude that can score 25 points in a quarter, 
get on just an insane heater. Yes, did Milwaukee lose? I mean, I still think Drew Holiday is one of, if not the best defender in the NBA, of the wing, best wing defender in the NBA. But I promise you, in the playoffs, Drew Hall, or uh, Dame Lillard's offense will make up for that. It 1,000%, I have no doubt it will be. And I, I, I'm with Brett, man. I think Milwaukee's the favorite right now, man. Like, I, have, like, there too. I, I, just, I cannot believe. I, I can't believe it, dude. I cannot believe that Dame Lillard and Giannis are on the same team. And hey, Ethan, on the, are we even serious on this? Yeah. I don't know, Ethan. Let's say you. Who's the favorite? The Minnesota Timberwolves or the Milwaukee Bucks? <laughs> <laughs> you know, so everything that's kind of come out of this entire offseason, especially with this trade, again, is I just keep kicking myself that we couldn't have made the Gobert trade one year later because I look at what it just took to acquire Damian Lillard, even though it's a three-team deal, and I'm just I'm just thinking, like, man, if we had held out for one more year, if we hadn't pushed all our chips into the middle of the table – something like this might have been out there for a Rudy Gobert sort of situation on another Utah team that would have probably missed the playoffs. So, I mean, again, kudos to y'all. And again, we, we, we bring up that Miami deal and I I agree with you guys completely. Like ultimately like Dame maybe doesn't want to go to a situation where he wants to wait for Haywood Highsmith to figure it out when he's going to be playing 23 minutes a game. You know what I mean? Like now you, you plug and play him into this situation and this, this Miami situation is going to be interesting to monitor as we kind of progress through the season for sure. Because again, like you guys said, everybody on that team's a year older and their rotation's just super duper old. Like you're, you're going into Kyle Lowry's 37 year old season. You're going into Kevin Love's 35 year old season. You've, you've got all these players on either really cheap contracts or kind of expiring deals. But again, like we, we talked about it, you can't just replace two out of the five members of your starting five. Like who who's going to replace that Max Drew's production on the wing? We're just expecting that Caleb Martin's just going to go on another tear and sustain that throughout an entire season. I'd like to believe that that's true. I'm a big Caleb Martin guy, but it's just one of those things that it's, it's going to be interesting to try to replicate because everybody in the East got better too. Like you think like, Cleveland stocked up on shooters. They pick up Struess. They pick up Niang. Indiana's loaded up. Um, Atlanta's kind of retooled how they wanted to do things as well. Like this isn't going to be like a cakewalk sort of division. And they they barely made the playoffs last year with the roster that they had. What what, what one thing that I that I do want to add before we go to the Portland side of this is I, I really think, man, I, I harped on it a little bit earlier. This could be a really really good opportunity for Andre Jackson outside of Giannis. He's probably the most athletic player that's on this team. Um, I, I know I mean, some of you guys don't follow college basketball like Ethan and I do, but he was arguably Ethan. Would you say UConn's best player? Um, I know that he has, he's got a funky shooting form. His shooting's probably not that good, but again, guard, man, he, all you got to do well, is guard. And he can, dude, some, some of us saw him at summer league in person. That is um, well, it's the Nuggets blocking Peyton Watson's dunks and shit. Like, yeah, we, we that's what I'm saying. That's I don't know. It's, it's too bad you weren't there, man. Hey, hey, we were having <laughs> uh, you guys can't see. I got a little hey. high noon watermelon. That's oh. what we were doing. Respect, respect. First of all, for sure, with a guy before shit hit the fan. But, like, uh, <laughs> like, I think this is a great opportunity for him. And this is one thing, like, if I'm Adrian Griffin and I'm this coaching staff. I thought one of Milwaukee's fatal things that they did last year was not play Marjan Bochamp enough. I thought he could have been a guy they could throw in there just to put on Jimmy. Jimmy was torching everybody, man, but give Drew Holiday a little bit of a break, right? Like, don't be afraid to tinker. with. Get, let these some of these rookies play, like I said. Whoever, Pat Connaughton's a vet. Bobby Portis is a vet. They know how to play. They're going to they're gonna fit in with Dame, no problem. Give some of these rookies some run. Let them, let's see early on, man, if they can D up a little bit and, what, and whatnot. I want to see that. 
that's what I want to see. But I, I'm just telling you, man, I may have to, I may order my Dame Lillard jersey tonight. I got to buy Mikey one to send to him. But like, opening night get the in a month, we play Philly on Thursday night. We're the last team that plays. It's on TNT. I'll be at that game. Ooh, maybe I'll be there. Oh, baby, uh, let's go. I gotta, I gotta get, I gotta get Wizards tickets because I've been like, I've been trying to target like a game, like my first Wizards game. I'm gonna go to. I gotta see when the Bucks are coming to town. Now, I haven't even thought about that. And let me say one thing: if you're a Miami Heat fan, you've got to be massively disappointed because they had their hopes up. Like, bro, the. Photoshop graveyard is at capacity because it's been flooded with Damian Lillard in heat jerseys all day long. Like you gotta retire the jersey down. They might as well retire that jersey. Like that was like they talk people were talking about like and now you're a Heat fan. It's just like and you see him go to the Bucks, like a rival in the East. And like, cause your whole thing was like, well, if we don't get Dame, we're gonna go after Giannis. You know, when he's a, and it's like, well, now that's not happening probably because the Bucks are a fucking juggernaut. So it's like, I, like, if you're a Miami Heat fan, like, now you're just like, well, Donovan Mitchell, but like, he probably wants to go to the Knicks. Like, they're, they're already photoshopping Anthony Edwards in after, after, is FIBA. that what it is? Is that and what's happening? After, after yeah. FIBA, it's, it's all happening? eyes on Anthony Edwards now. So <laughs> they can start photoshopping that now, but I, gonna, I don't know. They're going to start photoshopping Scoot Henderson. Like, Jimmy's going to be they ready in seven been. years. I hope uh, I hope they enjoy uh, Jaime Hawkes and uh, Jovic and and Tyler Hero. Like, have fun with those guys because, like, you could have had him. You could have had Dame. He wanted the, to go there. And the like, toughest part those is, too, guys, is like they, those like they, mid <laughs> mid guys were like the holdup. Like, right. what? Like, well, we we do we we just we can't include Hawkes. We can't include Jovic. Like, was that, like, all right, man. Like, all right, cool. Like the Bucks are gonna fucking smoke you guys! Like, come smoke on, us. man! And now immediately the discourse is just going to like, oh well, we could probably just trade for Drew Holiday now. Like, come on, guys, let's let's but, not but, see but as desperate funny, as we though, are. That's funny because that's like yeah. that's like the Blazers just like that's where I was like, Cronin's playing chess. If like the like they had the hottest you know uh, trade chip out there, and they traded him for who is now the hottest trade chip out there, where like. Y'all wanted Dame more than anything, and now the first thing you do is, okay, now we want Drew, and it's like the Blazers have him, and, like, are we going to get Jovic and Hakez after all? Plus, like, Lowry's expiring or something? Like, I, I think the Blazers – I think they I think they did, I think really, they did really well. I think they did really well. I'm really – I think one thing that, that – I mean, we haven't really put the uh, – I know we'll get there. We'll put, like, a bow on the, the Damian Lillard era and, like, how we feel about it, and it's just – I've been having a hard time all day. My head's kind of been spinning. There's been so much going on. But the hardest thing that I've had to cope with is coming to understanding and trying to realize why the Phoenix Suns all of a sudden are trying to contend for a championship with Yusuf Nurkic as their starting center. After going through like what I've gone through, the, the <laughs> seven stages of denial and grief and all that that I've done with Yusuf Nurkic since his injury like five years ago, he is going to lead them to the promised land now. Like, I, God bless the Phoenix mm. Suns for helping us get this deal done. <laughs> Otherwise, I think in a few days, Dame would be in Miami. And if all of a sudden Phoenix didn't come in and like have their uh, these high hopes for Nurk, who, God bless him, just isn't the same player anymore. 
I don't think that that deal is happening at all. Like it had to be a third team to help convey it. That's why Milwaukee didn't have to give up Marjan is because it's kind of underrated in the fact that the Blazers were also able to get off of Yusuf, Yusuf Nurkic in this transaction. So what a wild day in the NBA. It's just like, I feel like the NBA is back. I feel like we're fucking back. Like this feels fantastic. I don't know if you guys want to spend much time on the Phoenix Suns and their part of this. I'll say this. I'll say this. Look, the, the (laughs) Nurkic is not an upgrade over Aiton. Okay. Like, I don't know if they're thinking about their books, like long-term or if they're thinking like, right. Or if it's like, okay, when now, like right now, I don't know. Maybe you could justify. I will say that while I don't like that, I'm I'm with you on Nurk, Mikey. Like especially after this don't last say season, it. don't say what and, I think and, you're gonna and, say. No, no, I'm going to. And I and I and I and I like Aiton probably more than most people for sure. Um, but I do like Nasir Little for Phoenix, and I do like Grayson Allen for he Phoenix. No, dude, as because no because. You, you know he's a good player, but, like, just think about his role on that team. Like, he's not going to be starting like he would for the Bucs. Like, That's true. That's true. As a bench – as, like, a seventh man, dude, he's a nice player. Like, yeah, you don't want him as your starting two guard, but as, like, your seventh man. So, like, I think they did get a couple of nice pieces there. The Nurk Aiton thing is weird. It's so weird after all that. Like, remember, like, a few days ago, it was, like, that report came out where it's, like, we want, like, a – defensive minded center or like a defensive centerpiece. So like Nurk over eight, it's like, I, have you been watching Nurk the last couple of years? But um, so I don't love that part of it, but I, I, I do like the Nasir little who is on a four year, $28 million deal that starts this coming year, his age 23 season. So like, that's, that's an immensely valuable contract. In my opinion, that's a great value. Um, and I, I would be shocked if he doesn't outperform that contract. He's gonna he's gonna easily outperform okay. that. We know as Blazers fans, he's better than that. I, I still can't believe he signed that extension. And then um and then as far as Grayson, like I believe he's on an expiring deal for like eight and a half million. So I I, I like so I think there was somebody on Twitter who was like grade the teams, and I think I I give Phoenix like a C, maybe C plus on this. I don't think it's as bad as people are making it out to be, but it's not great. To be clear, I think they just grabbed like a bunch of like pretty like low risk sort of guys to carry into that next season because I, I'm looking at their roster on ESPN right now and they've got like 30 guys on that team. So yeah. they're going to have training camp to really figure out what that rotation is going to look like and kind of an underrated guy. And Mikey, I wanted your thoughts on this too. Like free Keon Johnson, like we've been talking about um, Phoenix really needing like a guy to handle the ball. Like we're just thinking that Bradley Beal is going to play point guard and be competent with it. Like you looked at the the guard log jam and. Portland between Scoot and Shaden and Anthony and then now that Lillard's out the door honestly I think like Keon Johnson's got a pretty good chance to like actually come in and perform and even if he doesn't perform like the Suns have him on a pretty low value contract yeah, I like I mean, Keon but it, did he not, not that get, guy is he gonna be he's is he gonna make the team yeah he he might be a chat I wouldn't be shocked <laughs> I, I like him too I, I really like him do he's, he's got like some, a lot he's got some stuff and uh but they have so many players. He's caught a he's caught a few bad breaks. Like he caught bad breaks and then got out of the rotation in Portland. I don't see how he's going to make a team with Bradley Beal and you know because they are they're they're like deep like they're not they're deep but they're not deep like they have a lot of guys. At the very least, he won't be a rotation player to start the season. The trade just became official, by the way. So they can trade Drew Holiday. They just they can't aggregate the salaries. So Drew Holiday can be traded. 
Oh yeah. Oh yeah. They can yeah. definitely trade him. Oh, it's, um, it's, I think it. You, I'll say this. I don't know where, I, but I think it's got to be somewhere that can give them back a young piece in addition to a first round pick. Like I think that's what it's going to take. Like I don't think the Blazers. Like obviously they're going to have to take on some money. Like okay, so if it was Miami, it would have to be like Lowry probably plus you know, Hakez or Jovich and like a first round pick. Like, I think that's kind of like the, what it's going to have to look like. So I think it's going to have to be somebody that has a first round pick and a young player. And then whatever the money, whatever, you know, player that is, that doesn't really matter. Um, I don't know. I think there's a lot of teams that could do that. And that would want Drew. Well, okay. So I, Mikey, hang on. You're, you're, you're the, you're the Portland guy, right? So let me ask you this. Would you Boston? Well, 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 would I would I Boston? Yeah, I mean, let's just say it was again. I'm I'm not looking at the trade machine or anything like that because all this stuff isn't updated yet. Malcolm Brogdon, another player, maybe some picks. Would you do that? Didn't what you player? just? Didn't they? It just depends make on the happy again. Yeah, yeah. It depends on the picks. I I would rather wait. I don't see it with Boston. What yeah, about, I, what if, about, if that was the if that was the only thing that was on the table, I'd say. Oh, brother, I think there's going to be a lot more on the table. There's. I think so too. Yeah. I, think I think so too. But if like if that's the best thing on the table, I'd say that. I mean, Portland just showed they're willing to wait. What about what about Philly? Why not wait? Let's say James Harden and whatever. Is there it any- would have to be a three team deal. So like the popular one is the Clippers, and it'd be like we get like Norm Powell, what, Covington, or- and. Norman Calback. No, yeah, again. We, then we then we just flip him again, but it's still like and then we like get whatever it. picks the Clippers could give us. I don't. What about, what about Ethan's boys? It'd be hard to make that work. You guys will want McDaniel's. We're not going to give them to you. Like honestly, we could try something with Mike Conley, but again, you're trying to get off of an older guard. Jesus, I mean, man, Drew and Anthony Edwards in a backcourt together. Oh, my God. oh be nasty. No. Yeah, no, I don't. Yeah, we would we would want McDaniel's. So can I just throw this out there? (laughs) Our cap's not rough enough, shape enough. Let's add another. I'm just gonna throw this out there. If if no one can blow Portland away with an offer right now, I am totally into bringing Drew Holiday into camp, bringing him around this team, and just having him till you know maybe till more contracts are available after that December deadline, or even up until the trade deadline. Say like, hey man, we know you're a pro. Come here help these young guys learn kind of help define the culture and yeah. then we'll, we'll do right by you come the trade deadline. We know people are going to come knocking like this might not be the case. Like this might all be a moot point by tomorrow and he's shipped to some third team right away. But I love the idea of him coming. I think that Portland could be like this year's version of what Utah was last year where like we're kind of frisky, kind of overperforming. And like a lot of fun to watch. And then come the trade deadline, we start like selling off parts. Maybe we trade Jeremy Grant, trade Drew Holiday, and then like get a picks on and hit that tank button. I'm fine with that. If someone blows us away right now with an offer, right. you got to take it. Because obviously Drew Holiday doesn't. From the, the team that I want to see Drew Holiday go to, like not necessarily like what's best for Portland, but like where I think he would be a great fit is the Clippers. Just because, dude, they, they need a point guard. They've needed one for a while, and I know that Kawhi isn't what he once was, but, I mean, just seeing Drew, Kawhi, and Paul George as your wing defenders, dude, holy holy shit, man. Like, that is – that's freaking scary. And Drew Holiday, he went to college at UCLA. Like, I think I think that would be 
pretty dope. Like again, I don't know what I, I'm like. I'm not talking anything about like if oh, that's, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. If that's the best scenario for Portland. I don't even know what the Clippers would give up in that. But like, I don't want to see James Harden on the Clippers. Like, I think it would be dope to see Drew Holiday there. Um, not maybe I'm just saying that because I don't want him out east. But like, I don't know, man. I think that'd just be cool, dude. Yeah. No, I I, I could see that. I am. Um... Huge Drew Holiday fan, like you, you Love already hit it a little Love bit. Him. Like the Milwaukee fan base, I understand. Like anyone who is hurt by his pass, like his not passing, but his moving on. Like one of the best Milwaukee Bucks of all time is just his short stay there. Yeah, just his short stay there, and I do want to see him land on his feet somewhere. I think Portland will do right by him. But I just don't think there's anything wrong with saying, like, come in, contribute for a short amount of time, let our young guys learn, and then we're going to find the right deal for you. Because you know there's going to be teams knocking. There might be more teams interested because all of a sudden they're like, oh, we are contenders now. And then at the trade deadline, they want to make a move like a Drew Holiday pickup. So I'm, Dude, I'm, I'm just got Damian Lillard, man. Ah. Mikey, I'm, I'm, so, I'm so with you on that too, man. Like, like, yeah, if a team right now can give Portland – um, you know, make the money work, obviously, and include a, a nice young player that could be part of this core going forward and a first round draft pick or whatever. Like, okay, like maybe they pull the trigger, but like, if not, I like, I, I'm with you, man. I'm totally okay with just waiting until the deadline or whatever. Like, I think people make weight, and I was saying this about like even potentially bringing Dame back, you know, if a trade couldn't be made. Like, I, I don't think Scoot coming off the bench for the first. 30, 40 games or whatever of his it'd be, career. It'd be good for his development. I don't think it's that big of a yeah. deal. I, people are like, oh, it's going to cripple him. Like, he's, ne- like he's never going to be – like, what? Like, what's the big deal with that? Who cares? Like, it's fine. He's going to play. He's going to get minutes. Like, if they do hang on to Drew, like, yeah, Scoot's probably coming off the bench. It's probably going to be Drew and Ant starting, right? Like, so – I, I, and I don't see any problem with that. I Why can't it, all three of them start? Why can't all three of them start? I don't know. I mean, I don't, I, it needs yeah. to be small. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, could, I, I think they're going to, they're going to start with like a defensive identity and start Matisse I mean, at the three. And then I they'll mean, go maybe, small. maybe you could start Scoot and Drew, but like, I don't think Ant Simons is coming off the bench on this team. Like, I think he's probably their best player other than maybe Drew if he plays. Um, but like, yeah, man. I don't know. I uh, I think it could be a good thing. I think Drew is a great mentor. Like he's uh, he's one of the best like people in the NBA. Um, he's a pro's pro. He's he's as good as it gets, man. Yeah. He's been like teammate of the year, I think, multiple times. Three like, times, dude. He's just he's legit, dude. You're gonna love him, dude. And Lauren Holiday is so dope, man. We sat next to them at Bucks games. They're awesome, dude. Like Drew Holiday is a pro's pro. Built like a tank, dude. He guards bigger dudes, man. I'm just saying, don't look on like that part of it. That, the, they got the same kind of build. Scoot and Drew, like, standing next to each other. You he might be really, like, oh, He's a really good mentor for him, too, man. Yeah. Like, he might instill kind of that, like, defensive mentality in him a little bit, which could be really valuable because Scoot has the tools to be a good defender, I think. Hey, Brett, just kind of ride with me on this one, but I want to talk about how sick this would be. Just think about, so let's say it's, like, Drew Holiday and Anthony starting. And then you got Matisse and Jeremy Grant and Aiton. All mm-hmm. those guys kind of round up the lineup. Yep. And then you're in the Moda Center. And at the six-minute mark of the first quarter, Scoot comes in off the bench. Shading comes in off the bench. You got Scoot coming in for, like, Drew or Anthony. Shaden's pulling out Matisse. And then we got oh. the second unit coming in that's just all electricity. Like, that team is winning 
30 that's games. Not, that's not a bad team. It's not a bad team. They're winning like 30 <laughs> games. Not a bad team. It's going to be league pass fucking heroin. I think that's I think 30 is like they're better than that. Like Well, if, here's my thing is, is we there? know we know they're going to hit the tank button at a certain point. Right, but I just mean like Oh, would they be on more than a 30 win pace? I guess is what I'm saying. If like that scenario is if like Drew is there and like Shaden and Scoot Jabari are coming off the bench, like is that starting five? Aiton, Grant, Thibel, yeah, Simons, Drew, like it's probably like 35, 37, eh, 40. I don't, I don't know. know. Like, it's, it's, tough. it's hard to say. I, it's and I, I get, tough, but it depends on health though. Like, so, you know what I mean? Like that's what it always comes down to. So, yeah, if every team is perfectly healthy, maybe they're like a 33 win group. I don't think Drew's going to be there super long, but either way, they could be frisky. They're going to be fun to watch. They're not going to be bad. And you guys no, are yeah. still forgetting about awesome defensive watch, Keegan dude. Murray, Chris Murray. Like you guys are completely forgetting about your first round pick, Chris Murray, as well. Like he's we'll going to be coming in as well. He's going to be awesome. Is there any, can I ask you guys something else? Is there any way, any way at all, right, that Drew Holiday can end up on the Oklahoma City Thunder? I, I don't really way. think they need him. You yeah. don't think they need him? All right, fair no. enough. Just asking. Well, like, what about the Lakers? Um, Bobby Marks just Bobby Marks just tweeted they can't they can't do it because I think Austin Reeves he signed his extension he can't be traded till uh, well, they, once he's eligible though once he's eligible he'd have to be the guy he'd have to be the guy but I don't know like how does he really fit in with the Blazers like it's like I I, I want like a four. No, Jer- Jeremy's a or like a way. He'll probably trade Jeremy too. It, do- it doesn't matter. It doesn't. Right. It doesn't matter. really. Like it we're just trying to acu- accumulate yeah. young talent. It really that, yeah, that yeah. is with the name of the game right now. Well, so, yeah. Let, let's let, let's end this with this, man. I love Drew Holiday, dude. I'll always love him. He's one of my my top five favorite Buck players of all time, dude. Like I like I started the show with, it, one of if not the best final seal in NBA history. The ballsiest pass in NBA Finals history. He won a ring. I hope they retire his jersey. Dude's a fucking legend. I love him. He's awesome. And with that said, just get ready, guys. Everyone that's listening to this, just get ready for the Damiana show because it's going to be great. And we haven't even mentioned, haven't even mentioned, Chris Middleton is finally, for the first time in his career, the legitimately fits into the slot of third best player on the team. He's not going to be asked to carry the offensive load like he was. Like that dude may have a bounce back offensive year like let's go ethan i see what you're doing there don't do that you're jealous i know you're jealous it's okay it's okay it's but, an important point though to- topic for like, another day but the same could be said about bradley beal on the suns like, yeah it could be like we'll, we'll probably talk about phoenix like these do i think these two dudes if we're going to talk about them specifically they're finally in the slot that they should be and they're both on the correct team i think like i i just cannot wait for opening night. I don't even care who the fifth starter is at this point. That's a conversation for another day, but Lopez, Middleton, Dame, and Giannis all on the floor together. I, and I just, I, I just have to say this. I mean, this is kind of non-basketball related, but related. In the span of three days, the Green Bay Packers had the biggest, largest comeback at Lambeau Field ever. They won. The Milwaukee Brewers clinched the NL Central, and a day later, the Bucks get Dame Willard. Wisconsin have a goddamn week. It's, it's, I can't. I can't. Week. I can't let. I can't let it just end on this Wisconsin note. Um, let me. Thank you, Brad. We talk- getting, here, here's how it's going to end. Brad is getting Washington Wizards season tickets. There it is, right there. No man, maybe, but no, no, it's not. Uh, the math doesn't make sense. Uh, no, the last thing I want to say is I, <laughs> it really doesn't. Um, the. 
I can only spend so much on Daniel we Gafford. We, we didn't – I love him. God, I love him. We did not talk about the picks. Um, I just want to say that those could be really good picks. Giannis is just about 29. Dame is 33. Brooke is 35. Middleton's 32. Those picks that the Blazers got start in 2028. Five years from now, it won't be until after four. I think more it's twenty nine. I think it's a twenty nine. The the, the the first swap is twenty eight. The unprotected first round pick is twenty nine, and then the second swap is thirty. So, like, if the Bucks are in rebuild mode by then, because you can do the math in terms of how old those four main guys I've mentioned will be at that time. I think it was like, like six hundred if you added all that. <laughs> like no, for real. Like yeah, Giannis is gonna be like thirty three. Dame's gonna be thirty eight. Middleton's gonna be thirty seven. Brooks gonna be like forty one. Definitely hundred percent retired. Um, they could be in. <laughs> I hope not. They could be in rebuild mode by then. Hey, you know what? They could be. They could so be. Those, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely so, right. No, you guys, you guys won the trade. You guys get an A plus on the trade. You got Damian Lillard. I think Lillard. Portland gets an A, champion. dude. I think Portland I, gets I an A. I would say, I would, I will, the thing that I put, I said, I, I gave Milwaukee an A. I gave Portland an A minus only because they didn't get Beauchamp. And then I gave Phoenix like a C. Well, uh, still, man, Portland's going to get more for Drew, uh, man, if they decide to trade him. Well, They're going to get that's, more. That's what I was going to say is like, we'll see what they get for Drew. Like, this could end up being an A-plus for Portland if they get like a young stud and a first-round pick for Drew um, in addition to the salary. But like those future Milwaukee picks, people are like, oh, they only got one first-round pick. But I'm like, that's an unprotected 2029 Milwaukee first-rounder. Like if that team is in rebuild mode by then or like not good anymore – like that's an extraordinarily valuable pick. Somebody, I think Zach Lowe was talking about that just the other day. How valuable that pick could be that Milwaukee has, uh, even though it's like their only one they could really trade. So, I, I, I love, I love Portland's haul. Milwaukee, if you get Dame Lillard, you're like the winner of the trade. You're the no winner, doubt, yeah. But you have to be. But like, Portland I don't, did really I don't want to well. step on you here, Brett. But I, I just want to say, from a Portland fan to a Milwaukee fan, another Midwesterner guy, and Ethan, and then Brett, who's just universal. With his fandom, and we Portland, love that. Baby, come on. I'm a Portland guy. On this I family. know, I know, but I just want to say, like, this trade isn't really like I hate that it's always got to come down to the like the grades and who wins the trade immediately and who wins it in the long run. Like, there's more layers to this than that. This trade, like, there is a, a connection between Damian Lillard and the Portland Trailblazers fan base or organization, the fan base, top to bottom. Like, I know there might be kind of murky right now, but. This trade kind of represents more than that. Like, it's a unity thing. We're sending Damian Lillard to a position where he's going to be competing for a title next year, and we're getting good shit in return. We didn't settle for the bare minimum. We weren't bullied. We took on a great trade, and then we sent him somewhere where he's going to flourish. Like, everybody fucking wins, except for the Miami Heat, Pat Riley, Carlitos Molina. Et cetera, et cetera. Jimmy Butler with his allegations. Continue on, sir. Love you, Jimmy. You're you're missing. Love you, Jimmy, but that's so soft. But stop it. Yeah, man. Miami, Miami, and Toronto um, were the losers, really. And Phoenix was like, what were they doing? But it's not. Can we just? uh, I know we've we've said we're going to leave for a while, but we'll never leave. Masai in Toronto. What are you doing, dude? I like. I I know what said like. Is uh like, is is, is Masai overrated? That's what, what I'm he, saying. What's the guy doing? What's he been doing the last couple of years? Right, yeah. since, since since Toronto won the title, right? Give me Cronin. 
Um, <laughs> didn't Marcus all leave for nothing? Kyle Lowry left for nothing. Fred Van Fleet left for nothing. What are you doing, dude? Could have traded those doing? guys. Could have traded them. Like, what are you doing? Well, my, my favorite part of that too is you get in debates with people like Toronto fans or Masai Ujiri. I'm sure GMs have to deal with it, but it's like, okay, yeah, these guys are so valuable to you. Why, when they're all together, they're not winning? And, Why are they you, barely remember, making the play? Brett, Brett, Mikey, we we talked about this at the at the trade deadline. We talked about it. What are you doing, dude? Trade Fred Van Fleet. Didn't Memphis offer OG for OG like three or four first round <laughs> draft picks and they said yeah. no? Yeah. What are you doing? What are you doing, dude? I don't like know. you're going nowhere. Sorry. If you're, like, if you're a Raptors fan, you've got to be so frustrated, like just with the way the last couple of years have gone. And then this. Like same with the Heat. Like at least the Heat made the finals, but that finals appearance is carrying a lot of weight right now. Like, that's doing work. Like if, if you that's all you've got right now. It's like, yeah, but we made the finals. But like you're you have had two shit off seasons in a row, and like that can only carry on for so long. It's gonna catch up with you. And I think this is gonna be the year. Like, sorry, Jimmy. Sorry, Bam, but you don't have enough. The East is tough. You're not better than Boston. You're not better than Milwaukee. There's no fucking Nobody way. is. No. So we're calling it. And Ethan, I don't think did we firmly get an answer from you? Milwaukee. Are the Bucks, Bucks? are the Bucks the favorites? Be real. I almost how were they not, dude? Again, like I think if if <laughs> just being bullied, I'm trying just to think like, about right, being well, contrarian here. You're, you're Ethan, you're wearing a Milwaukee Bucks hat and a Milwaukee Bucks sweatshirt. Say what is us, on your mind. Tell, that should tell buddy. us all we need to know, yeah. man. Yeah. It's laundry day. I don't know what to tell you people. I yeah, got this whatever. is the only clean shit if, I have. If, hey, look, 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 I'll say this. I'll say this. You guys know I think Jason Tatum is legit. I think Jalen. He's got some things to work on. If if Porzingis can stay healthy, all right, man. Then if you wanted to tell me Boston was the favorite, I'd be like, okay. I I I would I literally would say okay. But dude, Milwaukee's got a closer, man. Like they have a legit closer on their team. One of maybe behind Steph, the best closer in the NBA. Oh, and by the way, we have this seven foot one Greek freak who's just gonna roll to the basket and get rebounds and dunk on your dome every chance that he gets. Come on, man. Come on, Ethan. I, I can't on, justify dude. taking Boston over them. You've got Giannis is better than Tatum, and Lillard is better than Brown. And I think it's fair to say that Lopez is better than any of their bigs. Like, yeah, maybe Porzingis is more skilled, but like in terms of actual value, until I see that man fall off. You know, and, and, and then you just have oh, and then Chris Middleton, by the way, is just there. Like they're fucking loaded, bro. And, and, like, and, and a- Brett, and here's the other part of that from from the Boston point of view, like um Porzingis, Time Lord, and Al Horford. I mean, I as much as Al Horford is a bucket, that dude is fucking Rook Lopez is like all three of those guys combined. If you think and they're all and, and from from Boston's point of view, dude, all those dudes are hurt all the time. They're all hurt. Every nice. single time, dude. Nice. Like, nice. what are we doing? You're just being a hater. I know you are. I see the shit-eating grin on your face. He's wearing a Bucks hat. That's all we need to know. That's all we need to know. Still so, waiting to give my response, he says. Yeah, I am still waiting to give my response. I've just been You're so... You're supposed to wave. I, I tried. I've tried waving. I've tried shooting a flare-off in my house. The police are coming. I, I've done everything I can to get a word <laughs> in freaking edgewise, but I need to hose Steve off for a little bit here. Just because I know he's just been sitting at that computer like Randy Marsh in South Park. I just need a quick hose down. Steve, If it, gun to my head right now. If I have to choose between Milwaukee and the field, I'm going to choose Milwaukee. But, and I'm going to precipitate this with a but, 
We put Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving and James Harden on the same team no short of two years ago. And we all had similar thoughts. We've seen Those super guys are teams fucking before. psychopaths. Are you? Oh my god! <laughs> listen, listen, oh my god! <laughs> I think you're going to say I'm going to drive up to Minnesota and punch you in the let face. It, let him say it. Let him say it. Steve, first of all, I've invited you to Minnesota on multiple occasions. I've come to you thrice now. I've offered similar invitations, and I can't get you man. to leave. Uh, okay, yeah, okay. You've got to. I was just with you in Vegas. Keep going. Keep going. I I, I need to see it. And like like we've said on this entire podcast, a couple of balls are going to bounce the wrong way. The East is a lot heavier and a lot more loaded than people think. And I, I just worry a little bit, a little, little bit. We're, we're relying on a lot of people to take those next steps, and we're relying on a little bit of depth that I'm not sure is quite there yet. And I, I, I want to precipitate this again by saying Milwaukee versus the field right now, I'm choosing Milwaukee. But I think it's going to be a lot closer race than people think. And I think you guys are going to need Dame to kind of step up pretty early in order to really facilitate you guys pulling ahead of the back. Good oh, thing he's Dame Lillard. I will counter that last point for this Milwaukee team. Seeding means nothing. Means It means nothing to them. They, they've, they have already proven that the year they won the title. Last year they were the one seed and look what happened. They were out right away. They, I, I hope that they take this. Remember, they got... They might start off a little bit slower than people think, but they'll be there at the end. Remember, they got a brand new head coach who's never coached before, a, 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 never been a head coach in the NBA. Like it, it might be. I don't think it will, but I would not be surprised if they start out of the gate a little slow. But, bro, they're going to get rolling. But, hey, man. Hey, are you rooting for them, Mikey? Are you going to root for the Bucks? Yes, he is. He's already coming to a game. To a win the million, title. A thousand, hundred, six hundred percent. Me too. Me too. Me too. Me too. Me too. Yeah. No, no. I, I've always been a fan and I am. Yeah. I'm, no, but I'm like we're, 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 we're Bucks fans because the, the Blazers, Blazers, are, the Blazers the aren't Bucks winning fans. a title. No, I, I, I have two teams now. I've got a rebuilding team and I've got a real championship pedigree team. If and I, I could hug. We're, follow, we're following Dame. We're following Dame. If I could hug Brett and Mikey right now, I would. And I'm air hugging them. Ethan, you might be brought into the circle. You may be kicked out because of your comments that I don't like. I just want to. I just want to say that Mikey just said he's going to like two teams, and Steve shits on me constantly for liking two teams. I just want to precipitate that now. So a little bit of favoritism, but we'll let it ride. Steve, take us different sports. Get me out of here. All right, guys, that's going to do it for us. For my guy Brett, for Mikey, for Ethan, just want to let everyone know, man, we're back. We're going to be back recording. We got some good stuff going on. We are back. Until next July. I don't so we're know, not back. Maybe yeah. right around there. But we're yeah. back, baby. We love everybody. Thank you guys for listening. This has been an awesome, fun podcast. Great way to kick it back for myself, Brett, Mikey, Ethan. I think Brett and Mikey might say it with me, but we love you guys. Cheers. And Bucks. Bucks. Ethan said it too. Ethan said it too. You people make me sick. Love you. <laughs>